Black Virginia News is sponsored by Virginia Nation Tees. Visit VirginianationTees at Etsy.com. Several Virginia Democrats are once again putting forth a marijuana marketplace bill. It would allow the four medical cannabis operators in Virginia to begin recreational sales by this summer. This is Lauren Burke. This is Black Virginia News Podcast number 29. There's going to be an interview with Phil Thompson. He's going to talk about a new bill, new piece of legislation, the Virginia General Assembly dealing with equity in the cannabis industry. Phil Thompson is the president of Cannabis Equity Consultants. He is a former president of the Loudoun NAACP. He is a decorated Marine Corps veteran, and he is a prominent attorney in Virginia. This is the podcast for Black Virginia News. You are listening to the, the podcast for Black Virginia News, the Black first Virginia. and only platform that covers all of Black Virginia. Much of that early money under the Democrats' plan will go to create an incubator loan program for micro businesses. To like get anything you know, Lauren, um, if you do not set things up in a certain way to help minorities in this state, they will get left out. That's just the history of what we've seen. A boutique market for cannabis in Virginia. Let's talk about that with Phil Thompson. Uh, this interview was conducted on January 19, 2024. Uh, the bills referred to in the interview will be uh, the patrons are Senator Adam Evan of Alexandria, who's introduced SB 423, and Delegate Paul Kryzak, who represents the 16th District, parts of Mount Vernon. His bill in the House of Delegates is HB 698. Okay, Phil, uh, tell me about the press conference yesterday. Big press conference in the new General Assembly building in Richmond. Uh, and you, of course, represent cannabis equity consultants. Uh, tell me what happened. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's new with regard to cannabis in Virginia. So we were there. Our, our press conference was discussing the um, provisions that we believe will help uh, minority uh, cannabis operators that are in uh, current form in Adam Evans. Uh, marijuana legalization bill that's being proposed in the Senate. And we've been working with Senator Eben on this bill uh, with the hope of developing some strategies that would help bring more opportunities for Black uh, and minority and even those individuals located in areas of uh, western part of the state that are more rural uh, and a lot of times ignored would help them uh, enter into this into the marijuana uh, space. Tell me about that market. I mean, we keep hearing about medical marijuana, this and that. That seems to, of course, be something that applies to the big boys, you know. But tell me about what would help the the minority, uh, the folks in the minority community. Well, you know. Like anything you know, Lauren, um, if you do not set things up in a certain way to help minorities in this state, they will get left out. That's just the history of what we've seen in the state. And if you have a bill that just provides for 
you know, open opportunity, um, a lot of times that's going to end up in, in underrepresentation in the community. So the equity issue, you got to look at the equity issue first. The enforcement of marijuana laws fell heavily in our communities, fell heavily on our, our youth. Um, and the equity issue here is how do we help? How do we take something that once was illegal, that was a detriment to our family and you start making it legal, how do the people that benefit? And so that's what we looked at this element of equity in saying that, you know, we have to, you know, identify and, and, and target communities that have suffered from negative in the marijuana and drug enforcement and let them benefit on this positive end, which is actually now making legal profit, legally selling this, this product. So that's what we, that's our, that's our, that's our, that's our complete starting point in this analysis. Now, in the subsequent years that these couple bills have come up twice and, and been defeated, you know, we've got an affirmative action case, which is, you know, you know, made it very difficult to do any type of governmental program that targets specifically by race. So what we had to do is work on that. And the workaround is number one in, in the Adam Evans bill is that the medical cannabis operators, we have four medical cannabis operators in this state and that process went forward without a whole lot of fanfare and a whole lot of, of, of discussion. And unfortunately those, those operators are all what we call multi-state operators. They operate in various states and they're big guys and, and whatnot. Um, that process wasn't what I would call fair, uh, because a lot of people didn't know about it. And especially, uh, minority companies were not able, they did not participate in that process, uh, effectively. And so there's no, all those are, are those are majority owned companies. So they're already operating and selling medical marijuana. And there's a feeling among a lot of legislators in the state and people that because they've already made these major investments, they should have first go at, you know, the legalization market. Everybody knew this was going to happen. This is why those guys came in and spent a lot of money and, and resources in developing their process so that when legalized marijuana came, they would be already a step ahead of everybody. That's just the nature of the beast uh, as, as it fits. And the last couple of years, we've, we've been kind of, I've, I've been kind of in opposition to allowing these guys to go forward earlier than everybody else because they already had the infrastructure in place and my feeling is they could dominate the market before the market gets, before everybody else gets going. This year, what, what, what we proposed was that we would move part of the process of selecting a small and minority companies to the medical cannabis operators. So the bill allows the medical cannabis operators to what we call, we call it incubation program, but um, it would be a program where they would be able to select, you know, up to six companies to, uh, incubate or come underneath their, their umbrella for financing, technical expertise, and whatnot. Uh, so we're working with them to develop that program, and we think that they have a, a better ability to select, specifically select black and minority companies based on the fact that they're a private company and they're not their restrictions under, under the Supreme Court actions are not as, as valid. So they would start early under this bill. They would start on one one. Uh, on 7-1, July 1st, 2024, with sales. But they would be required to then incubate six companies under that process and use that 
part of that revenue from that process to, to incubate. Also under the bill, on one on on one one twenty twenty five, there would be sixty micro businesses that would be allowed to come in under underneath underneath this bill. And the revenue, the tax revenue, which they estimate, we estimate looking at the Maryland numbers between 15 and 20 million dollars from that would be generated from the medical cannabis, that revenue would specifically go to helping provide financial assistance to the other 60 licenses as they come on come on board. Also, understanding that, that one of the impediments for African Americans that we've seen throughout the country and minorities to get into this process being an upfront investment, we waive some of the upfront, upfront, upfront costs. In other words, we waive under, under the statute waives the up the, the fee to uh, to to uh, get a license. They waive some of the requirements on having the property locked up, uh, you know, having a lease or having you know owning property, which is costly, uh, and 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 whatnot. So and so this helps. That 60 people get into the get into the get into the business. Now, we've also got other criteria that I believe will help minorities qualify for those 60 licenses. And some of those criteria are uh, that they, you know, one if you had a Pell if you had a Pell grant, uh, if you went to a school that has 30% Pell grants, if you are opening your facility in an area that's been, you know, what they call overly policed during the war on drugs, uh, if you open up your facility in a hub zone. Uh, all these things are designed to target people that are going to be in our in communities, probably you know primarily a lot in community of colors, because most a lot of community colors are hub zones. A lot of community colors have been overly policed, and then uh, also with state schools and that kind of. If you go to a school that you know that's you know a lot of times the HBCUs have a, a higher incidence of Pell grants. So all these criteria are there to qualify people to get into this process and help what we believe minorities without specifically targeting and saying we're going to do X, Y, and Z for black and minority uh, uh, candidates like they did in the previous bill where they had things like you went to an HBCU and all these other things in the bill, previous bill. Follow Black Virginia News on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to blackvirginianews at gmail.com. We're trying to design this bill to help uh, facilitate more minority participation in the process. The leverage on that is to allow the five MSO companies to go ahead and start selling six months early, but require that revenue to be used for other people to get into the business, some of that revenue to be used. Um, and that's been, you know, a bit of a rub for some people. So there's a, obviously you have Senator Eben. Do you have a partner yet in the Virginia House? Yes. Uh, uh, Delegate Kersick is, uh, is, the, is the partner on the bill. And uh, also in attendance was my senator, um, Senator uh, Russell Perry. We've got support uh -huh. for the bill. Senator Rouse has put forward a bill. Okay. And what's his bill? Senator Rouse's bill looks toward what they're doing is in Maryland as more of a guide. Um, but it doesn't specify, I think, revenues like this bill would. And it doesn't require the, the marijuana companies to incubate uh, 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 
six businesses, but it also won't let the marijuana, the medical marijuana companies start early. Everybody has to start up at the same time. And this bill is put, this, this bill is put forward by, um, this bill is put forward by, um, the hemp, the hemp, the hemp industry. <laughs> Okay, well, that makes me suspicious right there. So I'll, I'll try to ask uh, Senator yeah, Ross about that. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to kind of ask him about that. I don't I don't want to throw shade on Senator Rouse's bill at all. I would love to, you know, combine elements of, if if, if nothing else, combine elements of his bill and combine elements of that bill. The question that has to be asked is how are you going to specifically help, from my standpoint, minorities get into this get into this space. Um, the Maryland experiment uh, is still that an experiment. Nowhere else in the country has it has has this thing worked. Okay. Nowhere else in the country have we seen minorities in significant numbers get into the marijuana uh, sales, grow, legalization, whatever commercial business. Black Virginia News on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to blackvirginianews at gmail.com. Lauren Victoria Burke is a member of investigative reporters and editors, NABJ, and the Ida B. Wells Society. Miss Burke has appeared on CNN and MSNBC and appears regularly on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Don't there states though to have the micro business model? There are states that have the micro business model, but they don't have the funding. Specific okay. funding mechanisms in place. Okay. You know, look, the bottom line is, you know, there are states to set up real specific requirements and for, for, for targeting African Americans, targeting formerly incarcerated, targeting people that have been in the, in the process, targeting, targeting legacy, the legacy market people, and it hasn't worked. It just hasn't worked. Wow. Okay. What's next? Uh, is there any, like, I, I assume that was the lobby day yesterday. Is there anything? No, that else? was just, that was just, that was just the, uh, that okay. was just that kind of kickoff. Okay. So, you know, we brought in, we brought in a number of uh, people that want to operate in that space. Um, and so now what we're looking to do is to, um, we got a lobby day next Wednesday. That's black. Our lobby day is next Wednesday. Uh, we're going to bring in more operators, black operators and individuals that are interested in getting the process to talk to Senator Rouse and, and others about this process to try to convince them that, you know, we need this. We need we need the requirements that are set out in this bill specifically that the that the that the medical cannabis companies incubate you know, six, you know, have an incubation program where they can specifically as private companies target minorities in a way that the legislation can't. 
For anyone who wants to get in contact with Phil Thompson, his numbers are 301-535-0488-301-535-0488-804-380-2678-His-email-is-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e-it's-thompson-p-e
Virginia News on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to blackvirginianews at gmail.com.